Welcome to Maiden Speech. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, self-worth and mindset coach and portrait photographer from New Zealand. And you are in the right place to get uplifted, empowered and inspired. I'm so lucky to have amazing guests come on and share their wisdom about all things related to personal development and being the best version of ourselves. I'm really passionate about reminding people that they are good enough and to have honest and vulnerable conversations where we connect on a real level and have lots of laughs. You can find me on Facebook at at Monica Ferguson Coaching, where you can join my group for extra inspiration. And I'm also on Instagram at mon3.0. Thanks so much for being here and please reach out and connect. I would love to hear from you. Let's get into it. Hello friends, Monica Ferguson here and welcome to my latest episode of Maiden Speech. This week I had the beautiful Michelle Sokolich jump in and her background is a videographer so we had a lot to talk about in terms of body confidence, appearance, how we put so much weight, pun intended, on how we look um, and what we've encountered with our clients and, and then our own journeys around this sort of thing as well. So this was an amazing conversation that went so deep into so many different facets of our own self-worth and, and all that sort of stuff. So I hope you guys get so much out of us. I'd love to get your feedback on what really resonated and we will talk soon. Hey, Michelle, welcome my friend. Thank you. So nice to finally chat properly. Properly. I know we should have, we meant to have done this via dinner about, we probably should have had about five dinner dates by now, but totally. thanks, thanks COVID. We will rock with Zoom instead. We'll get, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I'm so excited for this conversation because honestly, no one else understands these things. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. Yeah. So tell me how long have you been doing videography and how long have you been working with women? Oh, okay. So I, um, in terms of video, I've actually spent um, a good part of my life working in TV and promos, like directing and producing. And um, it was only about, only, it was about probably eight years ago when after I'd had my third baby that I decided to start my own business. And then I got more into the filming side of it at that stage. So yeah, it's been like um, a bit of a journey, you would say, to get there. Uh, and yeah, I work with, working in terms of working with women, um, yeah, I guess same kind of thing. Like I do tend to film a lot of women, but yeah, a bit of a mixture really, but yeah, I, I belong to a lot of female networking groups. So yeah, I get a lot of customers that way as well. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I love, I was so drawn to having this chat with you because of, I mean, working with women, because I, when I started out as a photographer, I kind of photographed everyone. And I was sort of like, let's just see what I like. And then you quickly figure out what you don't like. You're like yeah. minutes into a shoot and you're like, I will never do this again. So but true. The, you're right. You're like, never at newborns. No, 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 no. <laughs> for, me, for me, it was birthday parties. I was just like, oh, no, no. I just felt like the hired help kind of, you know, it was less about working with someone to craft a story and more just about, you know, Capturing the carnage. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get that. That's the thing. And that's why I think we've got so much in common because it's all about the impact that you can create and the story that you get to tell. And you actually need to have that one-on-one -on -one relationship with someone in order to do that. Um, totally. And, and like for me, that's what I figured out so quickly was that that moment where you get to, you know, really build someone up and turn the camera around and show them themselves in a way that they haven't been able to see. 
and it's just magic right and you're just like (gasps) you like cry on the way home and you're like oh my gosh like is this my life and you change people in that moment. Yeah, 100%. Totally. And everyone always says to me before I film them as well, they're always like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Oh, that was awful. That must be the, the worst <sighs> interview that you've ever had. And I'm like, no, it was great. And, and then when they see it all come together, they're just like, oh, wow, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. really, it is really lovely. It's really fulfilling. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, I was actually thinking about this this morning. Um, how... We are so like, oh, we just do this all the time, right? We just only look at the flaws. And I notice that so much with my photography clients. If they've decided that their nose or hair, for some reason, hair is a big one. Like they can have the most beautiful everything. If they hate their hair, it's like they will look at a photograph and they will focus on what's wrong. They will look at the hair. Totally. And it's like a negativity thing. (laughs) Exactly. Have you heard of, um, is it spotlight syndrome or something like that? Where um, I did this amazing uh, sort of like online workshop thing once with this lady. And one of the tasks was to put on the stupidest, weirdest, craziest thing you could find and go into a shop and then come back and report back on it. And she didn't tell us why we were doing it. So I put this like kids, I had this like silly kids headband thing that I put on. I was like, what is going on? And I went into the dairy and I was just like, oh my God, everyone's looking at me. So, so embarrassing. And I got bought something in, in the dairy and then left and came home. And the whole thing was to point out that even though you feel like no one said anything to me, no one laughed at me. And the whole point of the exercise was you might feel like what you're doing is just like standing out, but actually everyone else is so worried about themselves. No one notices and no one no one's even looking at you. So it was quite liberating. Yeah. I think that is a huge thing because I think people sort of superficially go, Oh yeah, I know that's true. But, and they think it's like literally no one cares. And that sounds so brutal, but like the amount of times, and even now, like I've found, you know, the more that I have wanted to put myself out there and like share more of a message and stuff like that, I still have this thing come up. Like this morning I posted a video and I was looking at it and I was like, Oh, and I, I went to that. Oh, your skin looks crap, Monica. You can't put this out. Yeah. yeah. No one else is even going to notice the, the thoughts. I, do you know, this actually went through my head. I was like, I look so dehydrated. I have like wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> How many people have come back and said, that video was awesome, except for that. Yeah, wrinkle. but my like, God, you should look dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the heck? You know, and it's craziness. Know. It's, it's, it's like, like, it's like we feel like we've got the spotlight on our biggest floor, but. Uh, no one else, no one else is noticing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And cause no one else is looking for it. That's the thing. And I think yes. that's the amazing advantage we have in being able to show people themselves is that we can show what we see and we're not looking for that. We're looking at, holy smokes, look at this person, especially the women that we work with are like yeah. business owners and they're like purposeful and they're passionate and they're awesome. And we're just like, yes, I get to photograph you or, you know, film you or tell your story yeah. or whatever. It's crazy. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and the amount of, it's interesting because actually before I made business video content, I had a uh, business where I made family movies called Love the Little Things. And um, I would do, instead of a photo session, I'd do like, you know, film a video of a family, like making pancakes together or doing whatever they did. And I found it a really hard sell actually. And after a while, I kind of figured out a lot of mums were saying, oh no, I don't want to, no, I can't be on, I mean, you must get this in photos all the time. Oh, wait till I lose weight or, oh, yes. possibly do that. <laughs> and I'm going to look terrible. And yeah, it was really interesting. I, I just 
it made me feel so sad because I just, you know, same thing again. I think when your kids look back at those photos or that video or whatever of you or anyone, they don't notice that stuff about you. They just go, oh, there's a Monica. Oh, you know, oh, I love how outgoing she, you know, like it's people notice those things. They don't, they don't notice all that stuff that we are just so good at laser focusing on ourselves. Yep, totally. Oh, totally. Yes. And then the stupid thing is, you know, how many times has it happened that you look back at a photo from 10 years ago and you're like, damn, I was hot. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Like no one told yeah. me. <laughs> totally. And I'm sure that'll happen in 10 years time too. You'll look back now at that, but it, that dehydrated. <laughs> you'll be like, oh, I was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. But then that's as long as we actually take time to do it. And I'm so yeah. with you on that thing of and this is where I got re like really specific about wanting to work with women was that exact mm -hmm. reason. It was like, you know, you chat to people and the resistance that comes up. I'm like, oh, yeah. and the biggest thing that I hear is 20 kgs. Apparently that's mm. some magical number. That's the magic. Yeah. And then when you hit that, your life, everything will just fall into place and your life will be amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, it's nothing to do with that. The, it's, mind, the mindset around it, right, is what, because that's how many people have lost all this weight. But it's like, at the same time, if you think that your worth and your value and your beauty and all that tied up, yeah. a number on a scale, then you're screwed pretty much. Yeah, like, totally. And sadly, I think, it, I think our society does really tell you that. Like, everywhere you turn, that's what we're taught, you know, that that's where your value comes from. And it's such a shame. I, I reckon I am probably the, in the biggest body now that I have ever been. And without a doubt, I can tell you I am the happiest and most confident. So I honestly, I look back at when I was, you know, um, thinner and I think I was that I wasn't happy. Like I had, you know, I was really obsessive. I was yo-yo dieting. Like it was, it just, it wasn't so much happier now. Like, yeah, doesn't even compare. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about a little bit about your journey because I know we were messaging about it and I was like, save it all for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I always, I've always been obsessed with kind of personal development, um, probably because both my, both my parents were counsellors when I was growing up. So I couldn't I like really. That. When you really... said that, I was like, oh, marry me. <laughs> I love this stuff. I know, I was like walk out um, of a fight with anything unresolved, like we had to talk through everything, which I know is possibly some people's worst nightmare, but um, <laughs> I, I loved it. And yeah, I think um, mum and dad were um, just, they're quite hardcore hippies as well at the time. And they were really like, we had, um, they were really on a real mission to like help as many people as they could. And I remember we had like a whole string of people that would come and stay with us. So we had um, a recovering drug addict and we had a lady who, who never washed and like just people with like, you know, quite serious problems. And mum and dad would have been working with them and then they had nowhere to live and they just would bring them in and they'd stay with us for a while and then off they'd go again. And I remember my, I was quite young. I must've been three or four, maybe, and my brother, six or so. And I remember in later life, my aunt just saying to me, oh, we were so horrified. We were so horrified by what your parents were exposing you to. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting. But I think it just gave me such a deep-seated um, kind of value of giving back and helping. It was actually, it was, yeah, I consider myself really lucky to have had that. It was really, it was really good. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so they 
growing up in this house with like, oh, you know, this going on and um, and then both being counselled and then all that those jokes about, oh, you must be perfect, you know, like the builder's, you know, <laughs> but the builder's house is always broken and yep. the next car's never fixed. Like it wasn't like we had this like amazing idyllic. <laughs> so what are the counsellors like then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did, I do have to say, I did go off the rails big time as a teenager, big time. We've but all been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so it just, I don't know, I just always had like a real appreciation for wanting to better myself and get to the bottom of why I was feeling a certain way. And um, I must be, it must be quite exhausting <laughs> for my husband <laughs> to live with because I'm constantly, you know, always on the quest. But with, in terms of like the body journey, there was one, I remember it was probably about 10 years ago, and I thought, I have got if so many aspects of my life sorted, like, a, you know, happy in my relationship and work was great and blah, blah, blah. All this, you know, stuff was awesome. And I thought there's just this one area that I can't sort and it's my eating and my body. Like, why can't I lose weight? I'm really strong. I'm determined. Like, why, you know, why am I like yo-yoing and losing it and putting back on, losing it and putting back on? So I kind of got to this stage of pure frustration where I just thought, I, this is weird. I can control everything else in my life, but I can't control this. And then I discovered this lady called Isabel Fox and Joke, who she's American and she is amazing. And she, I did this course of hers when it was all about um, stop fighting food. That was the name of the course, stop fighting food. And I was just like, oh, suddenly something clicked in me and I thought, this is exhausting. Like I'm so tired of spending like so long obsessing over what I should be eating, what I shouldn't be eating. and it was quite, you know, I had quite disordered eating and yeah, it was, it was amazing. So it was quite the, quite the journey and it's been, you know, it's probably been, I don't know, like five years of working on it, you know, really intensely and it's, I've still got a way to go, but yeah, it's been, I've totally forgotten what the question was now. I've just <laughs> come around. This is how we roll. This is totally how we roll. It was just around your journey around, you know, yeah. body confidence and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and then that leads me to, and so I have done a lot of work and yeah, I just feel, I feel at peace and my, like I feel, I have way less anxiety. Uh, I've dealt with a lot of my control issues and I just, I feel so much better and so much more confident and in my body and in myself it's had amazing flow and effects in all my life yeah so it's yeah it's been great really good yeah I yeah. love that and let's get old counselor on it for a sec yeah but I Bring think the control thing is huge for people oh. because often that's where like people will latch on to food because it's something they can control if they feel 100%. out of control in other areas or yeah yeah and I still have times now where I kind of start um I think ah. Oh, you know, I start getting like this urge to diet or something like that. And I think, hang on, what's going on in my life? And when I take a step back, there's something in my life that I'm feeling out of control about. Oh. And so my go-to is I can control it. I can control what I eat. If I can't control anything else. I can control this, yeah. which then, of course leads me down like a bad spiral of too much control and obsession and disordered eating. So yeah, it is. It's really about taking that step back and thinking, what is, what is it, what is going on? Is it stress? Is it something, yeah, something that makes me feel really off kilter and out of control? And then, and that's, yeah, that's my go-to. Yeah. Wow. What an amazing insight though. Because that's the thing, right? It's always about why. It's never about what the thing is. It's about why we do it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. What drives it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Wow. 
Yeah. That's so cool. Okay, so how do you think your um, you know, journey has helped you work with your clients around sort of like starting to shift some of their perceptions and stuff around their own bodies? Yeah, that's really interesting. Really interesting. Because I think probably the biggest way maybe is leading by example. Like I think it's I think it's really important. And you can't really you can't um, for those watching rather than listening on the podcast, you can't really see my body, but I am, I am in a larger body. And I think for someone like myself to be putting myself out there, cause I make videos of myself all the time for my business. And, um, you know, I'm always in photos when I'm around a group of friends and someone pulls the camera out, I'm like, yeah, take my photo. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, just feel like I feel like being in a bigger body, having other women that see me and think, Oh, well, she's, she can do that. Why can't I, you know, like, I just feel like it's maybe, yeah, just putting myself out there and showing that you can be like this and you can be comfortable and happy in who you are yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Even, I think going further on that, I don't even think it's to do with a body. I think it's just being an example of what a healthy self-respect actually yeah. looks like. It's yes. such a huge thing. I don't think that people even care. Like Chloe was saying, no one cares. No one cares what we look like except for us. Yeah, what yeah. People really admire is confidence and like yes. an ability to actually like when I think you know this morning yeah and I'd like I just finished my workout and I made a video and I chucked it on the internet and I was thinking about how so many people would honestly want to vomit at the thought of doing that and yeah. I just like the first take posted it and it, but it's it's practice you know like yeah. over and over again of um just backing yourself and yes. doing it even though it's scary and then you build this muscle, right? Agreed, agreed, yeah. 100% that. And also it's kind of like exposure therapy. Like, you know, when you're scared of spiders and the first you have to look at a photo of a spider and then you can get closer to the photo of the spider and then you look at a spider from far away and then you get closer to the spider and then finally the spider can be on you. I honestly believe it's the same with seeing photos and videos of yourself. Yeah. I think the first little while, because some people won't, be in any photos or videos and then it's very confronting when they look at them they're like oh what they look like but then the more you do it and the more you see yourself on video and the more you watch it back it is it's doing it over and over exercising that muscle and then it actually is does get easier it really does and it's yep. not as shocking and confronting anymore totally and I think it's a very deliberate reprogramming of your mind and really owning your focus as well. Because I think we are, we've practiced for our whole lives looking at the things that we think aren't good enough. So if that was here, for example, I don't know what is wrong here anyway. <laughs> Seriously, all the things. But anyway, I think that um, once we can actually start to shift that and it's the, like that awareness of you, like that's your trigger, you know, oh, I'm feeling out of control. So this is what I'm doing. Mm. And it's the same with when we look at ourselves that we have to go, okay, so I'm feeling insecure or I'm feeling a little bit unsure of myself because I'm in a new situation. So instead of sitting here focusing on how terrible I am and how not enough I am, I'm actually mm. going to find something good about this. Um, and it's, it's so uncomfortable in the beginning. It is yeah. because you, especially when you are, not a weird personal development type like us yeah. <laughs> um you know I don't even know like to start with because I remember for me my honestly my obsession with personal development started when I was 22 
one year ago <laughs> um, in a few. But I, re- I remember it so vividly because it was like my turning point where I was in my house, I was walking to my bedroom and I had a, a massive um, bathroom mirror and I walked past it and I like, I caught a glimpse of myself out of the corner of my eye. And I, I was like, I heard myself say the most despicable thing. Yeah. And I, like, I actually heard it and I was just like, yeah. what did you just say to me? You know? Yeah. And it was like, if someone else had said that to me, um, yeah. I literally would not have got out of bed for days, but there yeah. I was just trashing myself. Yeah. And I'd done that my entire life up to that point. Wow. Um, so I was like, okay. And it was like the first moment that I realized I don't actually have to do that. I don't yeah. have to speak to myself like that, you know, <laughs> because it's catch and it's catching yourself doing it and having that awareness, isn't it? That's the first step. Once um, you do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Awareness is power. But then yeah. I think a lot of people don't like it too, because once you know you have a responsibility or at that point it yeah. becomes a What's scary. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, Oh, I just feel like crap and I don't know why it's like, actually I feel like crap because I've just been, crapping all over myself um, for the last hour and that thing to yeah like what you focus on expands so if I focused for one minute on um, how I hate my body then I'm not going to be having happy thoughts pop into my head there's going to be more oh and you do this and this is wrong too and that photo that you posted you should yes yes it it is but it's like you've actually got to get quite disciplined I think on Mm. Okay, like you might say something terrible, but how can we soften that? How can we shift it a little bit? (laughs) Definitely. And even like, um, for me, the goal was always like not, instead of body love, it was body neutrality. And I know for a lot of people, particularly if you are in a bigger body, it's, you know, it's almost impossible. You know, someone might be like, well, just look in the mirror at your body and say you love it. And, you know, some people just, it's too much of a leap initially at least anyway so I think even just catching yourself and going ah actually you know I'm okay like then thinking what you're grateful you know for me it was like looking at my stomach and going oh wow I you know I grew three babies and like that is a mate that is quite a feat and you know or being really grateful for my legs because they mean I can go for like lovely big walks out in nature and you know stuff that I love so I don't have to look in the mirror and go wow, God, I look hot. You know, like I don't mm. feel that that's a goal. Like just getting to that stage of, you know, like you say, catching that negative self-talk and thinking, turn that around. But how can I be appreciative and grateful for what I've got? Such a great first step. And now once I got to that, there are days I look in the mirror and I go, damn, yeah. <laughs> I love this outfit on me. You know, like it's you just, yeah, not all the time, but you definitely can get there. Yeah, totally. And I think too, on the flip side, there are also days where you're just like, oh, (laughs) yeah, which is fine and normal too, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. And I think that's the thing is that, and this is why for me, the self-worth work is everything because I think for me, when, as I really dug deep into that, the appearance stuff becomes irrelevant. Like it really does. Um, It doesn't matter. So actually like right now I'm rocking track pants you know who cares um yeah. although it will be interesting when we have to venture out into the real world and I can't wear track pants for me yeah. three days in a row <laughs> yes. but um but it's like when you realize that your worth is so much greater than yeah what you look like it just doesn't even matter anymore yeah totally that's something I was it was really important to me to instill in my girls as well like there is so much more to you than what you look like and it's interesting because that's the number one 
comment that people make to you when you have children, particularly if they're girls, like, oh, you know, and it's well-meaning, but you really, I really noticed it. Like, you know, I've got three girls and they've all got, you know, well, actually short, one of them short at the moment, but, you know, long blonde hair. And that was always such a focus. Anytime people met them, they're like, oh, you're so pretty. And yeah, so it was, I really noticed that. And for me, it was really important that, they knew that there was so much more to them, you know, like it's about what your personality is like and what sort of person you are. And yeah, so I've just told them that over and over ad nauseum yeah. <laughs> and hope it sinks in. <laughs> oh, I love that though. But what an advantage to have a mum who's so clued up and who's setting such a powerful example as well. That's it. I think it's, I think if I was telling them that, but still like trying to change my body by dieting or hiding myself away, you know, because kids are so onto it, right? Like they pick up on not what you say, but what you do. So that was a big, massive impetus for me to really sort that shit out over the last kind of, oh, am I allowed to swear? Sorry. You just did. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> that's, oh, that's fine. I'm not, I've been I'm restraining not a- myself. <laughs> I'm normally quite a potty mouth. So. <laughs> um yeah like just you know that was a huge um that was a huge catalyst really for change for me I was like I have three young girls watching me and on how to be a woman and I just I don't want them to grow up with that anxiety and and everything that I had and I know they'll get it from the like the culture and tv shows and all the books they read and you know although it is I definitely think it is changing a little bit more now I've noticed the messaging a bit more and the strong female characters and stuff like that, which is exciting. Yes, yes. Well, that was, I know you've got to listen to this straight after today, but go back and listen to the interview I did with Lucina because oh, you know, yes. she's the first bachelorette ever to walk away with no one. I loved that. Right, and that's what we loved. talked about so much. Yeah. With her. You know, that's so awesome. And also yeah. like some of the, um, we also talked about, I'm just going to reveal so much of my, dirty side to you here but um <laughs> married at first sight yeah yeah i'm yeah. with you know i'm with you on that yeah oh, oh honestly we're gonna be best friends <laughs> um did you watch the australian one that just finished i did yeah i did yeah. and so how loudly were you cheering for michelle and for connie um oh, like yes. and this their epic self-love i put i choose me speeches yeah Oh, it was so good. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah they, yeah, they didn't feel, I guess, they had to define their worth by whether... It's almost like no one's giving you any money at the end of your relationship. You know, like it's not like a competition where you're winning something. It's, it's for yourself. Like it's your journey and yeah, yeah. I bet she got a lot of backlash, Lucina, did she? Yeah, she got some. Yeah. Yep, she got yeah. some. People, yeah. you know, just people that have expectations of you and... Um, and that was kind of what we talked about as well, you know, mm-hmm. doing what's best for you, no matter what other people yeah. put on yeah, you. Yeah, it was a brave move and it was awesome. Yeah. 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 It'd be so easy to just, yeah, I don't know, go along with that and actually, and, you know, be the, be the good girl. That's the other kind of message that we get in society, you know, don't cause too much hassle. And, you know, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a people pleaser from way back. Actually, that's probably the one, probably my next big thing to conquer. <laughs> Yep. I'm often too worried about, you know, hurting other people's feelings or messing or annoy being annoying to someone that I subdue my own kind of, you know, what I need for myself. And I guess that's what was so inspiring about the scene was that she didn't. She said, No, nah, I don't care. I'm gonna go for it and do it anyway. So yeah, I admire that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and just on that too, I think that, I mean, the people pleasing thing is enormous, right? Everyone's yeah. like that. And I think it also comes from this fear of rejection that we have and we don't want someone yeah. not to like us as well. But totally. like, what we were chatting about last week was that, you know, it wouldn't have actually been fair for her to take someone if she knew that it wasn't the right thing. Because yeah. that's actually, no. you know, and I always think about it like this as well. And literally I had this conversation with myself this morning around, um, you know, as a coach, how far to push people and how, mm. how do I look at that? You know, um, how, because actually what I've come to sort of realize is that the most loving thing that I can do for anyone is to not enable their crap. They have already got mm. enough people um, going, oh, no. So I'm not here to, to enable you. I'm here to like break you open and, and, yes. and call you out, call like what I can see to draw it out of you, you know? Oh, totally. And that breaking open analogy, do you um, follow Glenn and Doyle Mountain? Yes. Oh. There's the pain and the rising. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're God, actually soul sisters. <laughs> yeah. That gives me shivers every time, every time I see her write that or talk about it. Yes. Oh, like life's not meant to be like easy and happy and lovely all the time. Like the pain is there to tell you something. It's important. Let it break you open. Yeah. And then rise up from it. I love that. I love yes. it. That's so funny. My video that I made this morning, I talked about, um, was it Leonard Cohen that said this? It was Leonard somewhere. Oh, the, the crack. The crack is where the light gets in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. our theme today, obviously. But that's yeah. it. Right? That's it. But I think we're also we're going so deep in this. And this is why I love these conversations. Yeah. Like we start off talking about confidence and body image and but yeah. it's nothing to do with your body. That's the thing. Yeah. It's yeah. all this other stuff. But yeah. um, yeah, like, oh, there's so much more at play. That's the thing. <laughs> yes, totally. It's the inside, all that inside stuff. Yeah. And it's hard work. It's hard work as well, which is why I love that Glenn and Doyle quote, you know, like, it's meant to be hard. It's okay. We and we can get through hard stuff. Like we can do hard things. That's that's the kind of that's the mantra that I keep telling myself when things are hard. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. I can yeah. do can do hard things. Yeah, yeah. it and really I, helps. It it totally does. And finding people that are on the same page as well. That's the thing. And so to go back to your you know initial point around like not wanting to upset people. Mm. I realized I I got so clear that as I got further and further because you know I started as a photographer. And I realized that what I really wanted to do was shift people's self-worth and like mm. crack them open. Um, mm. But that in order for me to do that, I was going to have to ruffle some feathers because yeah. not everyone wants to hear this. Like mm. not everyone wants to hear that you're actually responsible for your own life. You're responsible yeah. for your own self-worth. You yeah. can't blame everyone else. Not everyone wants that. You know, it's like, ugh. but this happens. <laughs> like, okay. Let's ask Glennon. <laughs> she would say. Yes. Just for, for context, for people that don't know her, they need to watch that YouTube talk. First of all, uh. rising YouTube that straight away. But she, um, so like her husband, so she went through alcoholism, bulimia. Yeah. Um, and her husband had cheated on her th their entire marriage or something. Yeah. Like and she, and she wrote a book on how she conquered her merit, like his cheating and how they had a happy relationship despite, you know, she got over it and she'd been through all of this stuff, but they were deciding to stay happily married. And then I like, I think a week before she released that book about how to save your marriage, she split up with him and she went public with the fact that she had left her husband 
yes, my book's coming out in a week, she said, um, on how to save your, your marriage through this, but I have to tell you, I have to be open, I have to be honest, and I've split up with him. And she said, everyone said to her, this is career suicide, what are you talking about? Yeah. The book went on to still sell truckloads. Because she was so real and, yeah, it was just such an amazing story. And then she fell in love again, and yeah. oh, I've been following, I feel like I know her. <laughs> Same, I know, I love, I got goosebumps when you were talking about that. But it's courage, right? That's all I hear. The courage yes. to do that. Like, in spite of everyone else, yeah, career suicide, who cares? Actually, yeah, you have to live with yourself at the end of the day. And yes. if you feel like you're living a lie, well, that's not actually self-love, which yeah. apparently this podcast is now about. But everything's about self-love. I, it is. Like, yeah. self-love and self-worth is it. Yeah. Well, it's how, yeah, it's your internal, <laughs> it informs everything else in your life, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So tell me about some of the um, situations you've had with your clients in terms of what has come up for them during shoots and stuff like that, what you've noticed. <laughs> um, actually, often it's afterward. They're often quite anxious, you know, when I'm going to film, well, not everyone, but a few amount of people are. Um, and, you know, I, like to put them at ease and you know like get them comfortable and stuff like that but I have found it can be quite confronting when I send through the finished video at the end that's the point often when they're like oh you know is that oh my god is that what I look like so yeah it's really tricky I have on occasion people sometimes people don't show you that and they just like oh no that's cool but a, a couple of times someone has come back and you know said to me oh man like that's, I find that really hard. And so what I've advised them to do in that instance is, you know, send the, share that video with a trusted friend and see what they say. Because odds are, you know, like we were talking about earlier, they're not going to notice the things that you're thinking the spotlight is on. Like they're noticing everything else around you and, you know, and your personality shining through and all of that. So I, that has helped, I think, people as well. Like showing it to a friend and the friend's gone, oh my God, are you mad? This is awesome. Like, you know, this is great. Yeah. So yeah, I think that, I think that can really help actually. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And also I think too, we forget that um, people look at us all the time. Like <laughs> yes, they know what we look like. We don't. Yes. We're the last ones to know. That's why it can be, a, yeah, that's why it can be a bit confronting if you, you know, if you've avoided that. And actually, one of the things that has really helped me, and, you know, you would know this as a photographer, is, is having, like, professional photos taken of yourself and then looking at them. It's like that exposure therapy again. It is actually, it's a really important thing to do to get comfortable with looking and going, oh, that is what I look like. You know, it shouldn't be a shock. Like some people like just avoid it at all costs. And then it is yeah. quite unnerving. But, you know, the more you do it and get used to it and go, that's me and that's cool. Like it is what it is, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And building that muscle. Like mm -hmm. it really is self-worth muscle. It is. Oh. But yeah, but it's that first awareness piece that most people don't want to have that initial. Yeah. Like, oh my God, that's what I look like in a video. Or, or even, you know, um, people when they listen to their own phone message and they hear their yes. voice and they're like oh my god is that what I sound like, <laughs> yeah. like, like yeah. <laughs> but yeah everyone else hears you all the time so no one else yeah. is shocked by it but like, I can't put that out that's I'm like but that's your voice like <laughs> everyone else has been listening to you your entire life yeah yeah I know it's funny isn't it yeah, yeah. it's interesting with um 
See, my experience with photographs is a little mm. bit different, I think, because it sounds bad what I'm about to say, but I guess I've got more control because they're still images. Yeah. Agreed. So you can be like things like angles, the way that I yeah. get people to stand, like there's a more direction, you know? Yes, um, agreed. They're not just like in their environment doing stuff. It's very, you know, um, which is not to say that's not what people look like, but it, mm. it's different. Yeah, so, it's just the particular angle of what they look like. You're yeah. right. Whereas in video, it's the full, every angle, every mannerism, every expression. Yeah, it's a different yeah. thing. You're quite right. Yeah, yeah. And I think people like with photography that they can then choose the one they like and, and use that. Whereas with video, it's, it's harder, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I find that with photographs, um, honestly, 98 out of 100 people come back and say, I love them. Mm. Like, that's how high the percentage is, which awesome. is, is surprising. Like, you wouldn't think, because that moment, like you say, when you have to send the files, send the film to someone, yeah. And you're sitting there going, because oh, at yeah. that point, it's out of our hands. Like, we yeah. can create the most beautiful thing ever, but it's actually up to that person to interpret yeah. that and however yeah. they're going to interpret it. Yeah. So it's really challenging their own self-worth and their ability to be kind to themselves at that point, which is crap for us. Like, that's the worst bit. And it's but, out of our hands, too. Yes. Like, there's only so much you can say or do to help them through that. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the thing. But then, yeah, the, the few people that you get who just refuse to... Like, I had such an amazing learning experience. <laughs> it's a learning experience. <laughs> um, quite early on in my career, and I had a mum come in with her 13-year-old daughter, and she wanted photo, She wanted her daughter to be, like, a model. You know, she's, like, a... I don't know, re super tall and super skinny, and she looked like yeah. a model. Um, yeah. And so I sort of convinced her to have some photos with her as well. So she's like, okay, oh, nice. make it a yeah. girl's day, you know, so we had makeup and all that. The photos are freaking stunning, like stunning. The yeah. mum looked like, um, you know, on Mad Men, that really foxy redhead. Oh, no, I've never seen Mad Men. I actually haven't either, but I know who this person is. Yeah. She's, all, she's stunning. She's like hourglass, just oh, gorgeous. Anyway. Yeah. That's what she looked like. And everyone that saw these photos was just like, wow, you know, honestly, if she was on Tinder, she would have picked up everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, but um, when they came back in, she said, before we even started, she's like, I don't want you to take this personally, but I'll probably hate every photo of me. Uh. So she went through, right, and she picked out every photo that had her in it and put it to one side. Mm. She bought every single photo of the daughter. Oh. Um. And, you know, I don't even know what I was thinking, but I sat there and I said, I actually challenged her. And I said, you know what? I don't even, the gut's on me. I don't even know where this came from. <laughs> what was I thinking? But I said, you know, at some point, your daughter is going to look back for photographs of you that don't exist. Mm. You know? Totally. Um, and she was like, oh, and then she took a couple, right? And then oh. when, they, when we printed them, she was like, actually these look really cool yeah I yeah. know that like <laughs> but it's this it just goes to show though but yeah at the end of the day what you look like doesn't matter it's internal yes. I also yeah I also did a photo shoot um quite a few years back for 
yeah, you know, a yoga instructor and who had like, you know, the classically amazing body. And yeah, I remember as well her saying, oh, you know, don't get my bum from this angle. And I remember thinking, wow, you can look like that and still be unhappy. There's something in this. Like, yeah. why strive for that when I can get there? And well, maybe not. But you know, like, why strive for that and and then not be happy still? Yeah. Like, because like we were talking about before, like you think, oh, when I lose that 20 kilos or when I do this, like the world's going to be perfect and there's going to be like, you know, rainbows and like unicorns and it's all going to be amazing. Yeah. But it's, it's not. And in the meantime, life just passes you by, right? And there's all these things that you don't do because you're worried about it. Yep. And then you look back in 10 years time and you see yourself and you're like, damn it. I was so hot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that the magazine that I was just in, I wrote an article about this, about that exact scenario that ah. I had with um, three of the most beautiful women I have ever seen. They look like, they're all best friends. They look like Swedish sisters. Like they are the epitome of what we should all look like, you know? Yeah. And um, the whole time they were there, it was like that exact same thing. Oh, my bum is so big. They're like a size yeah. six. My bum is yeah. so big. My legs, da, 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 da. And everyone looks at these photos and they're just like, wow. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And if you had heard, and it was such a lightning bulb, like aha moment for me. Cause I was just like, Okay, so actually, I've been trying to look like you my whole life. Yeah. Um, and you look like you, and you don't even appreciate it. So mm -hmm. you know, it's like it actually is relevant. And so I feel like honestly, the word courage keeps coming up for me in this because mm. it's like actually confidence is courage because you, you've got to go against the grain because yes. if, what everyone else says is and focuses on, you know, in like the marketing, for example. You go on Facebook, all the ads, they're all going to be people like prepubescent, you mm. know, looking girls who are posing as women or whatever. Um, but it's always something else. It's always, you should be like this. You buy this to be better. This kind of underlying message of who you are isn't enough. But then, totally. Yeah. Right? But then on the flip side, um, isn't it your one in 400 trillion chances of being born? Like, oh, yeah. So, and we're one of a kind. No one else will ever exist like yeah. us. So why are we trying to be the same when we were born to be different? Oh my God, that's deep. Write that down. That is so true. <laughs> Have you seen, there's, there's a, a, um, a photo that illustrates this perfectly and it's a whole lot of dogs lined up. So there's, you know, a Labrador, um, a Cock Spaniel, a Great Dane, blah, blah, blah. All these dogs in a row. And it says something like... Um, you know, we don't tell all dogs they should look like a Labrador. <laughs> so, you know, imagine saying to a Great Dane, ah, well, if you just dyed your hair blonde and, you know, got a bit smaller and didn't eat as much. Like, it's same thing with humans, right? Diversity. Like, we need to all look different and be different. And so we should celebrate that. 100%. And I think that's where the courage bit comes in because there are no voices saying that. I mean, well, there, yeah. there, there are more coming out now. And this is thanks to... Yeah social media and stuff like that um but for the most part and this is where again like as a photographer I had all these mums come in and often they were business owners who were kind of mm -hmm. like I have to have photos done you know yeah. I don't want to be here and I was like I can see that um yeah but then they'd tell me about their daughters at home and I was always thinking about far out what example are you setting for them like if you loathe yeah. yourself this much and I I just like straight up made a role in my studio that 
there's no negative talk whatsoever. Mm, mm, um, 100%. And so, yeah, so it's like, but yeah, you just, you want that to like trickle down. And totally. We Do need you know, to be modeling that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Do you know one of, um, and I learned this through Isabel Fox and Duke, but I think one of the only scientifically proven ways to change body image is by um, what you feed yourself visually. So, you know, we've spent our entire life seeing magazines and TV shows and everyone with like, you know, the, and I'm using quote marks here, ideal body. Yeah. And then, you know, I went, I remember going through and looking at my, she said, look at your Instagram feed or whatever, you know, I don't read magazines, but um, wherever you're, and you know, ingesting stuff. So I went through my Instagram feed and I was like, oh my God, they're all thin white women. Like there's, there was no diversity in there at all. Yeah. So then I went on this like real quest to include, you know, people that had, you know, influencers or models or whatever that had my size, you know, body or bigger. And, um, you know, I had a, I had a lady who has an account, she uses a wheelchair and she has this like really cool fashion account. And, there's this guy who dances in heels all the time and like just I just tried to get like a whole lot of diversity in my Instagram feed and hands down that makes a massive massive difference yeah yeah it's just like it's like what you feed your brain excuse me I've got (laughs) tickly throat (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah that's that's the thing right and I think that yeah, there need to be more voices saying, because also, so when I, like for my coaching clients, right, one of the things that I do that makes everyone very uncomfortable, and I do this quite early on, is um, I get them starting to speak. So, because the way we speak about ourselves is so important. And quite often, like people give themselves away so much because you can hear where the limits are. You can hear where the yeah. fear is. You can hear where they feel like they're not good enough very quickly. Yes. Um so to actually get people to say, okay, so what is it that makes you amazing? And, and I'm like, 10 reasons. Off you go. You know, I'll wait. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I want, I am statements, you know? So I think that like, you know, we're talking about retraining our minds to actually start. Well, it's, I guess it's to stop criticizing ourselves for a start, but really we're not pushing against anything. What we want is the awareness yeah. of where we're actually criticizing ourselves and stuff like that. But then you've got to replace it with something. Yeah. So you've actually got to retrain. And I think this is a huge thing in New Zealand as well with the whole tall poppy thing. Mm, is that we're yeah. not encouraged to like ourselves. Oh, who does she think she is? She's so out yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's yeah, not I'm, and I'm not, I'm not that good at that or, yeah. yeah. Like, it's so interesting to watch and, you know, even comparing our culture to some of the American stuff where, mm. you know, if you're an entrepreneur in America, people are like, yes, you go girl, get it, you know, whereas yes. it's kind of like, oh, who do you think you are? You yeah. Know? yeah. American photographer friends who had come to New Zealand and they were staying with me. And I was talking to the guy who was a wedding photographer and he said to me, oh, I want to do something different. But he said, the thing is, I'm just so, I'm just such a good wedding photographer you know, like it's really hard to do anything different because I'm so amazing at it. And I remember having this very Kiwi <gasps> reaction. Dare you say something nice about what? yourself? Who do you think you are? It's so funny. Like it really, I was, I really felt it, and then I caught it, and I was like, "Hang on, you know, why not? Like, why not say that? It's funny though. It's such a Kiwi thing, isn't it? Like, yes, it is. It so is. And 
Oh, that's the thing, you know, when I was saying before about realizing that I was going to have to ruffle some feathers. If I really wanted to help people truly tap into mm. their self-worth and their, you know, inherent worthiness, you've got to learn to talk like this. You've actually got to learn to be your own biggest fan. And yes. it's not, it's not arrogance. It's that whole, no. I, hate, I hate this cliche, but you can't yeah. pour from an empty cup, but it's yeah. true. Like you have to actually embody it. You have to believe that who you are is significant or else you mm. can't do anything for anyone else anyway. But totally, but it's like, I, I, I totally get that every now and then there are some coaches that I follow and I was reading this post a couple of days ago and she was like, Oh yeah, I have this amazing offer and they, you know, cause I'm so good at this. And, and it wasn't, arrogance at all it was like it was honesty that's what yeah, it was yeah. and I was kind of like, oh. <laughs> you know, like yeah. whoa that's in your face I'm like no actually that's amazing but that's still showing me areas that I need to still work on yeah that I find so that true. shocking that I find someone celebrating with humility yeah, yeah. Uh, we're just being proud of what they are good yeah. at that they've worked years on yes that, that shouldn't be shocking to me that should just be like oh, well we should all be saying yeah I'm awesome at this yeah it's that reminds <laughs> me actually of um that this Brene Brown quote that I really love where she says don't shrink don't puff up just stand your sacred ground oh, I love yes. that yeah oh Such my gosh good... I need to share one with you we're gonna oh yeah quote great thing. in my group today I posted let me find this I posted this quote about um lighthouses don't go running all over an island looking for boats to save they just stand there shining ah and it's resonated with so many people today everyone's like oh this is and that's it though isn't it yeah that's (laughs) so good we have to allow ourselves to shine because that is who we are if we get out Mm. of the way if we Mm. stop like doing all those things we do to tear ourselves down, we just would shine effortlessly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And getting in our own heads about it and worrying about what other people think and, yeah. I remember um, my husband does really not care what anyone thinks of him. And I think it's one of the things I was super attracted to when we first met. I was just yeah. like, wow, you're like, you so don't care. And now I'm like frequently embarrassed at times when <laughs> oh god he's you know why hasn't he thought through that but um I it's it's amazing like it's inspiring to me you know it's yeah I just I love it when people are just unapologetically themselves and they don't care yes yeah I'm working on that yeah (laughs) well he's an amazing teacher for you obviously if you've got that that people-pleasing thing which most of us do no one likes hurting someone else Yeah, yeah um but yeah, but it's like, oh, it's got to, we have yeah. you have to fill up your own cup first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need to coin a better phrase because I, I hate that one, but I like the meaning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. What could you have instead of that? Fill up your own cup. Yeah. Mm, we'll work on that. Yeah, we'll work. <laughs> We'll go worldwide with that one. <laughs> oh, what's the other ones? The pull your, put your life mask on first or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we need like a sexy one. Yeah. It needs to sound, yeah. We need to make it cool. Yeah, 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 totally. Like it's cool to actually like yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we need to make it sound better. We'll work on that. We'll work on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this conversation has been awesome. Yeah, so great to talk with you about all this. I love it. Yeah, so good. So what else? <laughs> what else? What else? I feel like I just ran to like all this stuff just came out of me. I'm like, 
oh, okay, that needed to come out. Obviously, <laughs> like my own therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, isn't it? Like, I think, um, yeah, I think there's there's a lot that you know. I like when I think about like the woman that you and I work with, and you know, we've talked about how you know what do you do to help them, you know, be comfortable with themselves. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot in there. Yeah, there is. Um, but that did remind me of something that I was going to say ages ago, but then we went off on a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> um, was one of the things, so like as photographers and videographers, do you find that there are so many of us who don't get in front of the camera? So like, oh, yeah. So photographers drive me nuts because they all tell everyone else to do it, yeah. but they don't. Like, so even in, in terms of so, like social media marketing and stuff like that, you see a bunch of photos of their clients. They write these blog posts about mm-hmm. you should be photographed. It's important, you know, confidence, blah, blah, blah. But then there is not a single photo. Oh, because I need to lose 20 kgs first and yeah. then I'll come in for a shoot. And you're like, what a load of crap. Like, yeah, I, I honestly feel, why am I, I'm saying crap so much this time. <laughs> I don't even know why. Um, so do you do that? Do you put you have you do you put yourself out there? Because I feel like I do. Yeah. Yes. I'm like videos, stories, photos constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I Same. think it's like you've got to. I also feel like what we are asking of people is a big thing. So you have to go first. Yeah. You have to build the trust first. You have to make people feel safe. And when they feel like they know you, it's way easier for them to do it. And then yeah. they're going to have all those amazing, you know, benefits from it. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. it's a huge thing. It's a very emotional, very confronting thing, mm. especially for people who have spent a lifetime thinking and feeling like yeah. they're not good enough. It's like, totally. Yeah. And everyone, I guess everyone's on a different stage in their journey, aren't they? Some people are going to be really open and receptive to, to hearing that message of, you know, it's okay to be who you are and you are enough as you are right now. And then others are going to not really be in the headspace, but maybe it'll open, you know, maybe a little, a little crack will come and the light will get in and, and it'll inspire them to, to go on and do more. Put themselves out there more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. And if we can just be a constant, example of yep, this yeah it's possible like actually yeah yeah for <laughs> and sure. that's that's all that we can do because ultimately I think you've got to get to that point within yourself where you get sick of it you mm. get sick of feeling like yes. crap. you get sick of beating yourself up you get sick of feeling like you're not good enough because yeah. that's what drives that intention to start doing something different <laughs> like, that's right yeah there has to be a turning point yeah yeah and, and no one else can do that for you it's like mm. the amount of people you know you can you could like that's if you have a photograph of you and you think oh I look so fat and everyone Mm. else tells you you look so beautiful it's like it doesn't Mm. matter you don't believe it so it doesn't matter yeah yeah that's right no one else a thousand people could tell you you look beautiful as long as you don't think so then it like it doesn't actually matter at all yeah way you (laughs) and I actually told um my my uh, 13, nearly 14 year old daughter got Instagram recently. And I was really, you know, anxious about that because it's, you know, it's not particularly great for young girls. There's a whole lot of comparison and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, she was talking to me about one of her friends who she said, you know, and she, every, everyone comments on 
how pretty she is and she just can't see it. And, and I said the same thing to her. I said, you, you will never change your mind on that. But what you can do is maybe just compliment her on some other things instead. Like, you know, like just be the person who says, oh, it's so nice to see your face today. Or, you know, the colors are lovely in that photo, you know, like just yeah. compliment or, you know, love the way you posed in that, you know, like yeah. try and find something else other than what she looks like. Oh, and that, yes. that is where she will get her self-worth from, from knowing that she's valued for other things, not every single other one of her friends saying, oh, but you're so pretty because that doesn't, it doesn't change anything for anyone, you know? Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And it's that thing of it's who you are and what you look like. Yeah, um, because who you are is your essence anyway. What you look like is superficial, and I love that we've gone right around back to your initial point. You know, with your girls, yeah, that people, everyone says how beautiful you, how pretty you yes. are, and it's like, wouldn't it be so cool though? Because the thing to everyone, like for example, everyone says this to me all the time: "You're so pretty, Monica." I'm like, okay, yeah, well, I would rather like, yes, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I can't. We can't help what we look like. To, yeah. You know, so yeah. I would way rather that you said to me, I listened to your last podcast and it was freaking awesome. Like, yes, because that's something that I created. I put time in, I had to, you know, build myself up all the stuff that no one else sees, the, like the courage to, um, yeah. to start and to put it out there and to, and to like choke, you know, and like, yeah. make all these mistakes. It's like, I feel like I've earned that. So yes, it would mean so much more to me to have someone like celebrate something like that mm. than something that I can't really control, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it is. And it's a very easy trip. I, I mean, I still catch myself sometimes, you know, giving appearance-based compliments to friends when I see them, because that's what we've been taught and conditioned to do our entire lives. Yeah. So I really, sometimes I catch myself, it is easy to do, but yeah, I try really hard to just, if I see a friend that I haven't seen for a while, you know, to say something like, oh, I've missed you, or it's really nice to see you, you know, instead of throwing out that, oh, you look gorgeous today, you know, sort of yeah. just trying to be, make it be about something different and more real. Yeah. I love that. I was just thinking, what did I say? When we first came on this call, I commented on your outfit. Which oh, yeah. Great. And then <laughs> the I cheetahs. said, oh, my God, I actually said that. I was like, it's so nice to see your face. And I never yes. say stuff like that. You pulled that out of me somehow. Yeah. But I think, too, like, like, it's nice. It is always nice to have people compliment you and what you yeah. look like as well. Yeah. But exactly like you say, it's the depth as well. Like, you want... Yes. Yes, that and something else. Exactly. And, and I think the and yeah. doesn't, doesn't really happen very often. Yeah. yeah. And we just put a full stop after it. Okay, I look pretty today. Phew. I can feel good yeah. about myself, but just for today. We'll yes. see how I go tomorrow. And then some yeah. road person on the internet says something because they're insecure. And then I let that drag and me down destroyed. for the rest of the day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, so we've solved all the world's problems. All the world's problems. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> amazing amazing oh. um so honestly i feel like this is probably part one of many conversations yeah. i yeah. feel like there's so much more that we could dig into yeah um but what i think we will do is wrap up soon but what i'd like to do is ask you one final question mm -hmm. um which is 15 year old michelle if you could go oh, back yeah. and tell her one thing what would it be oh just one thing <laughs> You can go on. <laughs> I want to write a novel to my 15-year-old self. I was so concerned. I think I would want myself to know that what we were saying before, you are enough. You don't have to change. You don't have to be anything else. 
you know, I was so concerned about what other people thought and what I looked like consumed that it was, yeah, it was difficult. So I would just want to go back and say, just be yourself, just be happy with yourself, own what you have and yeah, don't let that other stuff worry you. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that interesting because that's the thing I said earlier is my, the last, I feel like my big frontier is like that working on that people pleasing kind of, you know, wanting to be liked by everyone aspect. And so that's obviously, that's, that has been a, a thread running through my life that I feel like I have come a long way on, but yeah, I just would want to hug my 15 year old self. God, that was, those were, those were turbulent years, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I asked about 15 was terrible for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it was so much trauma. <laughs> Not many people go, oh, 15, that was a great year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? When I turned 40, I just, my life had never been better. It was just, I just loved it. I'm, now I'm 44 and it's, I'm like, this is the best decade. Like it really is. Maybe I'll think 50 is better, but you know. It's great. I love that. People say that about 40. I think so it, good. it seems like by the time you get to 40, you've been around the block enough times. Yeah. Think of taking crap from everyone and yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You're so much more happy. Yeah. And, and who you are as a person. And yeah. It's, and I guess you know it too. You know who you are at yeah. that point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you've had 40 years to figure it out. <laughs> well, you should know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Um, Okay, I'm just I'm I'm like one more question. I promise. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm not going to promise that. <laughs> but um, I was just thinking, you know, when you're talking about people pleasing and stuff like that, are you clear on what your like? Do you have a clear kind of vision of what you feel like your purpose, quote unquote, is, or like what your what's driving you to do what you do? Your Generally, vision? in life, kind yeah. of, yeah, yeah. Yes, I I have a strong desire to help people, probably from my parents. My dream would be to make video content for charities free of charge and just not to have to earn money or earning money some other way and just spending all my time doing that. That's, that's what I would love to do. I do struggle a little bit with, um, sometimes I think, ah, oh, I don't know, like I make videos for people, you know, like I feel like I have this urge to give back and to do more. And sometimes I can think, ah, oh, it's not like I'm a, you know, I'm a nurse or, you know, something that's a really tangible way of giving back. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think I've figured that quite out yet. I know what I would like to do, but um, I feel like there's an evolution that's still to come in my life. Yeah. 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 That involves helping people in some way. Interesting. See, that's the thing. Cause I feel like what you do now is helping people. I think it's, um, it's very easy to minimize the impact mm. that you can have, but when you give someone a voice, you give them, you empower someone to tell their story. You make them feel brave. And because every person that you empower goes out and does whatever they're doing in their own business. You know, mm. imagine if you're the first, how often are your clients coming to you and you're the first videographer they've ever worked with? Oh yeah. Yeah. Quite often. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing, right? The amount, because they trust you enough. That's huge. That's yeah. Massive. I guarantee you. And hopefully everyone that's listening can start commenting about the impact that you've created for them because I guarantee you it's way bigger than you even realize. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. And it, I mean, cause I know you, so I know how you are and I know your intention and we're very yeah. like, and, and how we're yeah. people and you can't 
hold space for someone like that without impacting them. You just can't. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a really nice thought. I'm going to take that on board. Thank okay. you. Okay. And all the friends and previous clients of Michelle comment below. Let's <laughs> start a, a love list here. <laughs> Until I can get you to make a video for me because I'm hanging out for one. I've got like a oh, spot yeah. on my website. I'm like, oh, I want to be so it fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It'll be extreme. There'll be a lot of glitter, big skirts. Excellent. Probably uh-huh. need a couple of days. A <laughs> 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 whole makeup crew, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, hey, thank you so much for this. I have loved this so, so much. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And I'd love to have you come back again because honestly, I think there's so much that we could get into here. Awesome. I love it. Thank you. It's been, yeah, a great combo. Yay. Awesome. Well, I look forward to our our first official dinner date in real person. I can hug you. Yeah, in real life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully not too far away. (laughs) Any day now. Awesome. Okay. Well, enjoy the rest of lockdown. Although we might have heard the news by now. Oh, yeah. No, four o'clock. was the announcement? Four o'clock. Yeah. Okay, cool. I will, um, I will see you soon. Excellent. Cool. Thank you. See you later. Bye.